Hey guys, it's Peter Lewis here, and I cannot wait for you to listen to this week's message. Uh, The presence of God was so uh, evident uh, Sunday morning as we gathered. The fire alarm went off actually for no apparent reason, and I believe it was a sign. God was speaking to us that the fire of His presence, the fire of His love, uh, has been present in our midst, and that we have what we need to love the world and one another well. Um, And in this message, you're hopefully going to get empowered and encounter the love of God in a way uh, that allows you to love your neighbor, your spouse, your friend uh, well in these last days so that the love of many, uh, as Jesus said, it says will grow cold, but that our love will remain hot in him. So I love you guys. I bless you. Have an amazing week. If you have your Bible, 1 John 4. Be in 1 John 4. I think I'm working on some deal. Um, There's a proverb that says, one thing has God spoken, many things have I heard. You know, God's voice is the sound of many waters. And as the fire alarm was going off, I heard the father speak to me. He said, why do fire alarms go off? Fire. Ask yourself the question, why do fire alarms go off? Because there's fire. <laughs> it's enough. See, we read revival history and stories of they were in a prayer meeting. And people on the outside testified that they were flamed, that the house was on fire. We read about it and we go, wow. Wow. You guys heard that story? Yeah. Yeah. Revival history? We're living in it. Upper room, come on. Oh, we're here. Come on. We're living in it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Ta da! (laughs) Revival's here. Hey! Because of that. Revival's a man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on. Yes, sir. Mm. Yeah. Wow. It's enough. Yeah. We have a lot of crutches that we use to help God. God doesn't need our help. He's a consuming fire. I don't believe this was a distraction. I believe it was a sign. Yeah. Oh, that's good. See, God speaks in ways, but we have to hear him. Yeah. So I, I don't know. This is, not, this, is, this is not right. We need to pray for our building and all that. Bless God. But God is speaking this morning. Yes. He's saying something yes, he is. to us. Yes, He is. May we have ears to hear. Yes. Come on. We just came off an incredible three days. How many of you were at the Maranatha conference? Yeah. Wow. It was heavenly. Yeah. It was heavenly. And I. I was actually, Friday night, I was, it was so heavenly, I found myself saying, this is heavenly. Yeah. And I, and I, y'all know me, I, I like to be authentic, so sometimes we just have these buzzwords, like, oh, it's so heavenly. What does that mean? I asked myself, what does that mean? And, and number one, it means that I started dancing with, with Vincent. <laughs> when I start dancing, you know heaven's there. Yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm doing like the, the merengue, salsa. 
Oscar's playing some heavenly island vibe on the piano. Joel is just doing Lord knows what. It was so heavenly. And I said, what does that mean? And I think it just meant that that the king and his kingdom was there. There was a... Yes, sir. There was, there was love. There was intercession. There was like this feeling of togetherness. Come on, you guys were there. You yeah. felt that. Like, yeah. It was like, what are we doing? It, it, it's, it's just like, we're going to be doing this forever. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like family and, and, and that God was there and we could say it felt like family. Y'all yeah. Yeah. know what a privilege that is for the consuming fire, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to be in our midst and go, oh, this feels good. This is the same God that when Moses climbed the mountain and it was trembling, yeah. he says, I'm terrified. Yeah. I, I tremble with fear. And the people are like, yeah, yeah, this is bananas. Don't you go up there for us. We don't want anything to do with this. And we now in 2021, now 2022, get to say we dwell with this God who's a consuming fire yes. in our midst. Come on. There's this, there's this proximity to God that is both filled with joy and peace, yet also the fear of the Lord. Yeah. This, this, this idea that we're not dealing with your, your best, you know, your cousin or your uncle. Like, this is the living God. Yeah. And I believe God's speaking this morning to us yeah. in this. A um, couple more things. We have the, the Kofers with us here from... Yeah. Chase will be speaking tonight, praise God. It's going to be fire. Chase! Come on! Lindy spoke on Friday. Is it Friday? Yeah, we spoke together Friday morning. It was amazing. So she, come on, yeah. So I, I showed Chase this, but I want to just honor Lindy. I, I like to get a, you know, the word of the Lord, right? Like, it's always Jesus, amen? Like, what's, what's the word of the Lord for 2022? I know. <laughs> it's Jesus. But, but in, in that, there's, there's things that God emphasizes to prepare us for the times and seasons. Amen? And as I was praying about 2022, I was in Ephesians. God said, go read Ephesians 6. And I read Ephesians 6, and I, and I read it, and the Spirit of God gripped me, and I wrote in my margin, this is the word of the Lord for 2022. Yeah. And Lindy got up, and she goes, I'm going to preach Ephesians 6, the armor of God. Wow. And I was like, yes! And so... Um, and I was telling my wife that, she's like, that's not super encouraging, you know, that's like a warfare thing. And, um, but, but it is because that armor is bad, you know, yeah. that armor is like legit. And so if you did not listen to that message, go listen to it. It's just amazing. It's practical. It's filled with wisdom about how to actually activate your heart and engage with this thing called the armor of God, the sword of the spirit, the breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, like these are things that you actively with your will, your spirit, engage with. Why? So that you can actually overcome the schemes yeah. of the devil. Yes. Yes. Like someone said this weekend, like God, the, the devil is not shooting rubber bullets at us. Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't play fair. Yeah. He doesn't. He's, he, he steals, he kills, he destroys. Like he's, he's a homewrecker. Mm. And, and he's wicked, but he's defeated. Yeah. He's defeated. Yes, sir. And the victory that overcomes the world and the flesh and the devil is what? Our faith. Our faith. That's right. Our faith. So we have a role to play. And so, um, anyway, I'm just excited.
uh, to be here. This is uh, amazing. So, are you in 1 John 4? Yes. All right. Well, just know Ephesians 6 is the word for 2022. Amen? Amen. All right. 1 John 4. We're going to start in verse 7. Uh, but I want to just... Uh, I want to pray for us before we read this because um, how many of you had a good Christmas? Amen. Hopefully you opened presents. How many of you at, at the Christmas table, the Christmas morning, you get the really sharp knife out for the boxes? Let me see your hands. Seven of you. you got to get a real sharp knife because a lot of the presents require opening. And so how many of you, if you've ever handled a sharp knife and, and the kids around, you say, hey, be careful. Be careful. Why? The knife will cut you. And, and sometimes I think we open this like it's a dull knife. Yeah. And sometimes we come to the Word of God and you require the preacher to do all the work. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. We were talking, I was talking to Aaron before service and we were talking about these letters that Paul wrote. And I believe they would just open the letter. Hey guys, we got one from Paul. I don't know the, the number of people that, that consisted of the Corinthian church or the, uh, the church at Ephesus, but like it was probably not even this big. Mm. The churches were probably not thousands of people necessarily in these moments. They were, they were smaller groups of people and they would open a letter. Hey guys, we got one from Paul again. And they're like, oh man. <laughs> the Corinthians like that first letter was gnarly. <laughs> I hope he's nicer this time. <laughs> and when they they would read it, have this letter read among the churches. They would read it. I don't know who got to read it, but someone got to read it. They would read it out loud. There were no pads. Oscar hadn't been born yet. <laughs> and it was just a room like this. And they're like, Shh, hey, we got the, hey, we're going to the, the house. We're going to the temple. Three o'clock. We're going to hear the letter. Can you imagine the expectation? Remember the last time the letter was read? And the power of God came and, yeah. and they would come and they would come as if it was a sharp double-edged sword, a knife that would cut them, that would pierce them. So when you open this, I want to tell you, be careful. Be careful. You might get cut. I hope you do. But let me tell you, there's a posture that you can come to His Word where you will not get cut. You put those gloves on of unbelief. Those leather gloves. You ever seen those guys at Chipotle? They're wearing those chainmail gloves. Oh, yeah. You know what those gloves are for, right? You can take a sharp knife that cuts right through meat and you can cut your, your hand with it and nothing will happen. And I think sometimes we come to God's word like that. We're like, okay, let's. Let me wait for something to happen. This is his word. Yeah. Mm. Yes, sir. Mm. Mm. Every word, there's an invitation for encounter. Mm. 
chaos of your life, whatever you're in, wherever you're at, always in the chaos, the spirit hovers. Genesis 1, in the darkness and the chaos. And I'm telling you, your life is not more chaotic and, and dark and, and just and formless and void than it was in Genesis 1. Yes. And if God can take Genesis 1, formless, void, and chaos, and He can speak, and light can come, and order can come, imagine what He can do with your life. Imagine what He can do. And He's not... Some people say, I don't know what God's saying. I don't hear His voice. He's speaking. But we've hardened our hearts to His voice. We're so used to being entertained. God's not a God of entertainment. He's not afraid to show off. Come on. Oh, we were singing God of Miracles this morning. And I about got raptured. God is going to do miracles this morning. He's going to do miracles this morning. All by himself. Were we singing to the same God, upper room? Come on. Are y'all okay? Are you sure? You are a miracle working God. How can we not sing that? And explode. Many of you need miracles this morning. You need miracles in your body. You need miracles in your mind. You need miracles in your soul. The torment of the Lord was just giving me such. My heart was breaking. There's depression in this room. There's pornography in this room. There's anxiety in this room. I know it. And I want to tell you something, friends. Those are spirits. They're Jesus. demonic spirits yeah. to steal, yeah. to destroy. We have so many names for our devils. Wow. We Come name on. them all. Mm. We name all of our devils. Yeah. We name them seasons and. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> I think there's just one devil. His name's Desert, you know? <laughs> just tell them they're in a desert. I'm in a desert. Okay. Well, there's rivers. Come on! I'm not being mean. Come on. There's rivers in the wilderness. Come on. You hit that rock and water starts gushing out. He turns the dry places, the valley of, of weeping, into a place of rejoicing, of life, fruitfulness. You were not made to be barren. You were not made to be depressed and alone. Just getting thrown around, tossed by the wind and waves of culture. We serve a living God. In church, we're in a window. We're in a window of time to wake up. Yeah. I believe it with all my heart. Like real persecution is coming. Yes. Hallelujah. Real trials, real, like real. Hallelujah. Not, not, you know, like, like Hebrews real. Like you, you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property because you knew you had a better inheritance kind of real. Come on. We're, we're not even close, friends. We're not even close to being ready. Wow. We're so quick to get our feelings hurt. We're so quick to feel like, like we're being attacked. So paranoid. So fearful. 
Our God is a God of love. There's no fear in love. Come on. And we prove that we don't actually believe what my wife so gloriously proclaimed this morning is that he came. Yeah. And he came and he cut covenant with you and with me. He made covenant with us. Can I tell you something this morning? I am wildly, wildly confident this morning. Yes, sir. I, am, I, I feel a wild boldness in my bones that has nothing to do with my origin and where I came from and where I was born and some skill set and some anointing. Are you kidding me? Mm. My boldness and my zeal and my confidence comes because of the one I'm looking at. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because I belong to a living God. Jesus. I, I belong to him. I'm not my own. I, I'm not some like guy, some entertainer. I belong to God. I'm in covenant with him. And nobody in no hell, no demon can take that from me. Well, I don't like this guy. How old is he? I don't, I don't care. I have God. <laughs> and I love you. Thirty-seven. <laughs> Some of you just exhaled. I saw it. It happens everywhere. It's okay. All right. Father, help us. Consume us. Thank you for speaking this morning. We honor your voice, God. Thank you for saying to us that, that there is fire here. Yes. That you are here. Thank you for testifying with a sign, God, that, that you would shut everything down and you would say, fire is here. Yes. And so we acknowledge your fire, Lord. God, your fires represent, it represents judgment. It represents falling on sacrifice. And so, Lord, I thank you for your judgments this morning. Against the evil one. Yes. I thank you for divine justice. Yes. Against sickness yes. and disease yes. and addiction and every demonic stronghold. Yes. I thank you, Lord, yes, that you're going to release your judgments this morning. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. First John 4, 7. Read with me. If you've got your Bible, be careful. I'm serious, be careful, because if you read it rightly, we'll just have to read it. <laughs> Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God. Because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest. It was revealed. We saw it among us. That God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the living God, Yahweh, He, this God, sent His Son into the world. Why did you do that, God? So that we might live through.
Him. So that we might live through Him. In this is love. It's not that we have loved God. It's not that we have loved God. In this is love. In this is love. In this is love. It's not that we have loved God. In this is love. It's not that we have loved God. In this is love. It's not that we have loved God. I don't feel like I love God. In this is love. It's not that we have loved God. What's love? In this is love. It's not that we've loved God. What's love? In this is love. It's not that you and I have loved God. Tell me about love, Peter. In this is love. It's not that we've loved God. But I really want to know about love. In this is love. It's not that we have loved God. But that he loved us. Tell me about love. He loved us. Tell me about love. He. <laughs> Father, teach me to love. He. He loved us. And he sent. He gave. He sent. He gave. He sent. He gave. He sent. He gave. He sent, he gave. What does love look like? He sent, he gave. He sent his son, he gave his son to be the propitiation, the atonement, the payment, the costly offering. For what? For our sins. For our sins. For our sins. For, for pornography, for unbelief, for hatred, for rebellion, for wandering, for I should know better by now, for divorce, for, for, for all the things. Our sins, he was sent. He was given to be the propitiation, the payment for our, our, my, my sins, my unbelief, my apathy. <coughs> Beloved, uh oh, be careful. Be careful here. Beloved, if God so loved us, We also ought to love one another. How? If God so loved us, if God loved us in this manner, what manner? He gave, he gave his son to cover and remove the injustice and the wickedness of sin. If God so loved us, we also ought to turn and begin to to flow in this love toward one another. No one has ever seen God. What a funny phrase. If we love one another... God abides in us. And his love 
is perfected in us. How would you say no one's ever seen God and then talk about loving one another? He's saying if you want to see God, love. It's good. You weren't careful. <laughs> Read it again later. Cut your hand off. Stay with me. Verse 13. By this we know. Say we know. Help us know, Lord. By this we know. We know that we abide in Him and He in us. Did you know that God wants you to know that you abide in Him and that He abides in you? Did you know He wanted you to know that? He doesn't want you to be unsure. He doesn't give you spiritual invitations and then say, hey, you know what? Only a mysterious few that get a microphone really have hacked the, the system. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Miller and Kulianos and these guys, they must really know how to abide in love because, man, just the power. He says, no, no, no. We, I want you all to know in 2022, hear, hear the heart of God. Listen to the heart of God as you read. This is where you're not, you have to not be, you have to be careful. Because if you hear it, you just get completely destroyed and wrecked. And you'll end up in the fetal position on the floor getting tased by the love of God. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you rightly read the word of God and the spirit begins to breathe on it, you will be having quiet time in environments just like this. But, but no one there. And you'll be here. And you go, oh, oh, Jesus. Come on. Why? Why, why? why does that happen? Because, because his word, his word will cause your insides to tremble. Why do you physically fall down? Why do people manifest? Why do people do weird things in the presence of God? I'm a Bible church kid. I grew up in the Bible church. I didn't understand. I didn't grow up Pentecostal, charismatic. I don't consider myself charismatic. I'm still a Bible guy, but the Bible says that there are those who tremble at his word. What does that mean if it doesn't mean tremble? <laughs> if you have Bible study without Bible tremble, you're reading, you're, you're only reading your Bible and you're not letting it read you. Come on, sir. See, Bible study without Bible tremble is just you reading your Bible, not letting your Bible read you. Yeah. It's double-edged. It's sharp. This thing is dangerous. Yes, sir. And, and I'm, I'm afraid. I thank God for this morning. This yeah. is a sign for us. Yeah. Yeah. He's stripping it all Come back. Come on. I love this. Thank you, Father, for this morning. Yeah. I don't believe God needs our help. I really don't. And I've dreamed of a day when a company like this would have the faith to get tased by the power of God without anything else but just a simple gaze upon it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like, like the real power encounters would begin to manifest and take place, not because some anointed guy's up here doing a dog and pony show, but because we opened the word of God, the eyes of our heart, and we let him cut us. We let his spirit fall upon us. Mm. 
He wants you to know, beloved, that you abide in Him. Mm -hmm. That you wake up Monday morning and you're like, I abide in God. Yeah. And God abides in me. Do you understand how you would walk into the coffee shop? Do you understand how you would do the dishes? Do you understand how you would parent? Do you understand how you would teach? Do you understand how you would go to the grocery store? When you get out of your car at Kroger, the door slams, boom. I abide in God and God abides in me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just don't know where I stand with God. I just don't know. I'm just not feeling the love of God right now. I just stop. We, we get in the way so much. Amen. Of God. God is a God of love. I've shared this story a lot. It's worth repeating. I remember years ago, I was outside of Starbucks. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> the coffee drinkers got that. And I and I remember feeling, I remember feeling like I should, I should. How many of you feel like you're going into a public place? You're like, ah, uh, I probably should have a t I probably should get a testimony. You know, probably should share the love of God. I don't feel like it. Come on, be real. You hear a Todd White testimony or a Keith Wheeler testimony, you're like, dang it. I don't love people like I should. And I remember sitting in there and I said, I, 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 I was just real with God. I said, God, I said, I'm about to walk into this Starbucks. And I, it was him, right? He was provoking me. And I said, I don't love anyone in there. I just said it. I just said it. God can handle real. He doesn't do fake. God doesn't do fake. God doesn't, oh, let's, I love them. Praise God. No, you don't. You don't even know them in there. Stop. You don't know them. You don't know them. The only way you're going to love someone that you don't know, let's be real, is by the Spirit of God. So I'm just real. God, I don't love. I told him. I just said, I don't love anyone in that Starbucks. I'm actually just needing caffeine, and I'm kind of in my flesh. I was really in my flesh. And I looked at him just for a minute. Y'all, this was, I didn't have this long, quiet time. It was 90 seconds of looking to God and praying this raw prayer. And I looked at him, and I just saw God. God is so cool. I just saw him smiling. He was doing this. But like with like crazy love eyes. Y'all ever seen those people? They got the crazy love eyes. And he was looking at me, like just, just smiling like, oh, I love you, son. And then he was looking at the people in the Starbucks that I couldn't see, but I was seeing him look at them. Yeah. Hear me. I'm, I'm, I'm equipping you. This is the greatest evangelism tool you'll ever hear. That's cool. I'm looking at God, look at them in the spirit. You know what he was doing? <laughs> he was looking at them with eyes of longing and love. Wow. Yeah. I couldn't see them because I didn't know them. I was in my flesh, but in the spirit. Boom. Come on. You guys got to start accessing these heavenly places yes, that we're sir. sitting in and the yes, portals. Sir. If you're going to access the portal in the heavenly place, like use it, right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Come on. If you're not using it to love people, you're in sin. Come on. We're not impressed by what you see in the spirit. Come on. I'll just tell you, hey, from the back to the back. Like, I know this seems so spiritual. Hey, we're not impressed by the prophetic revelation and insight. We're just not. Like, it's not. That's not rude. It's just not. We're not impressed by that. We're impressed by love. Christ-likeness. That's amazing. That causes us to go, wow. Humility, serving. There's people right now that wanted to be here that are fixing problems. That's love. 
They're loving you by fixing a problem. So I walk in there, and all I could see was him looking at them, just cheesing. So I, what happens when you look at God, you start to look like him. So I walked in with this goofy grin on my face. <laughs> but it, it, it just came from him, right? I still didn't, I still was kind of feeling how I was feeling. I walk in, I'm smiling, and the barista lady, she goes, she was doing something, and I, and I you know, have you ever walked up to an encounter, and they're doing something? And then they look up and you're just there. That was one of those. And so I'm, I'm just looking. I'm like, she was the first person. So I'm staring at her. And she looks up and she goes, whoa. She goes, you got a lot of good vibes coming off of you. And I, now, I'm get, now I'm just happy. I'm in the spirit now. And I'm like, oh, oh, it's on. And I'm like, you know what that is? And she goes, what? And I go, it's the love of God. He loves you. And she just starts crying. Listen, the gospel starts with seeing him. Look at them. And then all of a sudden, you become this manifestation of the way God looks at the law. It's so easy. What am I gonna what am I gonna say? I don't feel anointed, I'm in my flesh. Okay, well, what did Todd White do? And just see him. Wow. And this is love, not that we loved God. That he loved us. Yeah. So if you want to walk in love, you have to always see the love of God for you. Just the smiling outreach. Yeah. It goes a long way. I promise you, in this day and age, there is low-hanging fruit with a smile. Why are you smiling? Uh, the love of God, it's ridiculous. I don't know. You'd be surprised. And the only reason you're not smiling on a day-to-day -day basis is because you're just not looking at him. Because if you look at him, you can't help but just... Like, if you're having a bad day, remember that you were once dead in your sins. If y'all are too smart for this, God bless you. I don't have anything else but the gospel. Well, give me some more revelation. I don't really have much. I just get drunk on the gospel, and it works. What do you mean drunk? It means I allow my life to be intoxicated by the goodness of God so that I am not offended by, by people, that my marriage can work, that my kids that get whiny, that I don't actually manifest on them all the time. It's still working out, my salvation. Come on. We've got to be people drunk on the Holy Ghost, filled with the love of God. And not allow our souls to get so bound up and, and caught up in all these conversations. Life is too short not to be filled with the joy of the Lord. We're so serious. We're so spiritual. We think we're spiritual. you're going to know that you abide in him and that he abides in you. Because he has given us of his spirit. What I'm saying to you today is impossible without the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, sir. It's impossible. Hear me. It's impossible. The way God works 
and moves in the earth today is with jars of clay like you and me filled with the Holy Spirit on the grounds of the person and work of Jesus Christ. The only way anyone ever does anything for God is this. Hear me, write it down. Jar of clay. Animated, saturated, and filled with Holy Spirit. The person of God. Not an intangible force. He's a person. How can God, the person, animate and fill a jar of clay? Through the person, the person, and saving work of Jesus Christ. is the only way. So the only way Holy Spirit comes, I am giving you the most precious pearl. Specifically for our culture and our day. If you hear me, if you hear me, oh, you'll just live so filled with God. The Holy Spirit, in all of His gifts, in all of the experience of what it's like to feel and to know God in you, comes for one reason and one reason alone. And it's because of the person and work of Jesus Christ. You cannot earn the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. You cannot get God to give you the Holy Spirit with anything that you do. And so, so the giving of the Spirit, the power, I'm talking about the whole enchilada, guys. Some of you think like, oh, you mean like the, the beginner version, and then once I take that, and if I really am good with that, I get the, the big version? Because we talk that way. We're like, well, I've had the baptism of the Spirit, but I'm, I'm going to level up to the baptism of fire. What? Come on, we talk that way. We're like, oh, I'm going to do the baptism of the Spirit, then I'm going to get the baptism of fire. I want the baptism of fire. People talk that way. Like the baptism of fire is Jesus baptizing the earth in fire on the last day. Yeah. It's his judgment against all wicked. It's not like a level up. Like, oh, let me, let me level up in the spirit and get the fire. You got the spirit, but I got the fire. Yeah. Are y'all okay? We got we to gotta get into some of this stuff and speak to it so that we don't create some weird thing of like, well... How am I going to get it? Listen, everything you need comes through the person and work of Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 I love what Reinhard Bunke used to say. He says, God, God gives you the power at the beginning of your Christian race so that you can run well to the end. God's power, say power, power. for you, for you and for me comes at the beginning of our walk. Why? So that we can actually live the thing. The power of God and the person of the Holy Spirit is not a token that you get once you prove you're mature enough. I'm going to leave that there. If that thing doesn't die, you will just, you will spin your wheels in religious activity trying to get something from God that was meant to be a gift. And it's, and it's keeping people from, it's keeping people in the desert. Yes. It is. It's unbelief. Mm. It's man-centered. Yes. Yes. It's man-centered. It's, it's all about man. It's all about you. Mm. And God is good. He's different than us. Who does that? Who gives his son? Who gives God to people who are in rebellion? Who does that? God does. Because yeah. he's different. Because he's yeah. love. Yeah. He, he sees differently. Yeah. 
Feel okay? Yeah. I'm going to read a few more and then I want to, I believe Jesus wants to minister to you. Isn't the word of God amazing? Yeah. Just read it. Yeah. You're like, what? What did we do? He just read 1 John 4. Yeah. <laughs> Jump down to verse 18. I wish we had more time. I'm going to let you out of here. 418. There is no fear in love. There's no fear in love. None. No fear. No fear. No fear of death. No fear of pandemics. No fear of your rights getting taken away. There's no fear. There's no fear. There's no fear. No fear looks like something. No fear looks like no fear. Well, I'm not afraid. I'm just anxious. Well, you're afraid. <laughs> I'm not afraid, I'm just being wise. There's no fear in love. Just be careful. You might get cut. Come on, man. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. Fear, fear is connected to punishment. Hear this. God is saying fear. When you fear, you actually believe that you're going to be punished for something that I already paid for. Ooh. Wow. Come on. Fear, he's telling us, fear has to do with punishment. If you're afraid, if you're anxious, if you're whatever it is, it has to do with punishment. Come on. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Verse 19. We love. Say we love. love. Because he first loved us. When the Bible talks about returning to your first love, he's not talking about returning to, to how you loved God at the beginning. First love is always the love of God for us. It's always. He always loves us first. Always. We love because. Oh, you cannot leave out the because. We love because. And if you ever forget what comes after the because, you can't love. You can't love God. You can't love people. And you can turn loving into God into something that it was never meant to be. It's never meant to be a work. It was meant to be a river. Love and love of God and people is not some giant, like, burden. Oh, they're just so hard to love. Well, in your flesh, yeah. But he loved you. And if you feel, we, we've been talking about Maranatha and the love of many the love of many leading up to this Maranatha cry, the Bible says, Jesus said, the love of many will grow cold. How do we not allow our love to grow cold? We allow God to love us. Yeah. Wow. And then, though, to consummate the love of God towards us, listen to this. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he, is, whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Verse 21. And this commandment we have from him, Jesus, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Hallelujah. 
See, God, in God's eyes, he marries love for him yes. with love this yeah. way. Yes. He marries it. He, he, he does not divorce it. You cannot divorce it. God says you have to marry in your mind if you're going to love me. In upper room, we are a house that I believe we love him well and we love one another well. Yes, but, the, but the scriptures speak of, of, to one of the churches, I forget which one, he says, man, he says, you don't need anyone to teach you. God himself has taught you how to love. Yeah. And that's my prayer for upper room and, and for 2022 is that God himself would teach us how to love one another. How to love one another. Why? Because loving one another consummates our love for God. It's, it's, like, it's like if I just take a right step and I don't take a left step, I'm going to fall. And so to truly love God and to walk with us, you've got to take a right. Love God. Love others. Love God. Love others. Love God. Love others. It's called the walk of faith. And so I want to I wanna, I wanna finish this way. I want to I I do a micro example. And then we're going to do a macro time of connection, okay? I want, to, I want to equip you to love. Because God has testified this morning that he has given himself to you, that his fire is here. Yeah. All right? So I want to do this. Jonathan Olson, would you just stand up for a second? Now, I'm putting him on the spot because I know him and I love him. Jonathan uh, ran the video here for a long time. He's transitioned. He's here. He's home. He's the son of the house. I want to ask you in the presence of your family that you don't know, what is it that you need? Now, now we could be real spiritual and go, well, I need the fire of God. Or, but, like, just as a brother to a brother, like, 2022, as you look ahead, like, what do you need? It could be tangible. Yeah, I need money for rent. Or, oh, I need clarity on a decision. Or, I need friends. Or whatever the case may be. Just, what is it that you need? Clarity or decision or direction. Clarity, decision or direction. Okay. So, so through just a simple question, hey, bro, what, what do you need? I need clarity. And so what, what, I'm, what I'm doing right now, and we'll do a couple of these so you can see. I'm equipping you. How do you love? You just come, hey, what do you need? I need clarity. So what I would do is I'd say, okay, God, so Olson needs clarity. So, Father, do you have a word, wisdom, that you would speak to me? For him. So love, real love would look like hearing God yeah. for Olson. Yeah. And 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 Jonathan, I just hear for you, I just hear it, uh, it's Psalm 37, I believe, if you wait, you will act. And I believe there's a grace for you to wait. And I think it's like a, I don't know, like a three or four week period just to simply wait. I feel like he's blessed you, you have the capacity, the ability to do it. And I want to give you permission just to simply wait. And to enjoy the fruit of the labor of your last season. I, I believe God's actually setting a table for you to eat from. And he doesn't want to give you another assignment until you enjoy the fruit of your previous assignment. That's easy. So what I'd like to do is I want you to come over. We're going to have dinner. All right? Get it set up. Have a nice dinner and a spread to actually commemorate and celebrate. Wow. Yeah. I want to do that with you. Y'all are all welcome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can sit down. Praise God. Yeah. Woo! Lee, what do you need? Breakthrough. Breakthrough to, uh, there's a promise of Isaiah 45.3 over the assignment that he's given us. And we just had some hope deferred. I believed it was coming last month, but just need that break. 
Anyone recently had breakthrough in the last week in their calling or in their assignment? Anyone? Anyone else? These two right here. We're going to come over here. We're going to pray for Lee. All right? And you're going to release the breakthrough. Hold on. Do you see this? First John 4, 6 says, we are from God. What do they have to give? What do these two? I don't know who they are. You know what they have to give? God. <laughs> it's enough. It's enough. So do you guys see how it works? Hey, the people around you, your spouse, your kids, your friends, call them. What do you need? I'm having trouble. This is it. It's simple. What do you need? And love will meet the need. Love gives extravagantly. Love gives of itself until it hurts. Will everyone stand to your feet? Hold on, stay in this place. If you do this, your 2022 will be bananas. I'm telling you, just put a reminder on your phone. Text someone, ask someone. The guy at 7-Eleven, whatever. Hey, what do you need? What do you mean, what do I need? What do you need? I, you don't understand how loaded I am. Yeah. <laughs> what do you need? Uh, I don't, my back is hurt. Okay, good. Be healed. Come on. Oh, man. You, you guys see, it manifests in, in paying for rent, in raising the dead. And if you want to see miracles, it comes through love. And, and I felt this morning that God wanted to heal physical bodies, and I believe he wanted to cast away tormenting demonic spirits. And so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a pretty intense call here. If, if you have chronic anxiety, depression, suicide, trouble sleeping, anything, like, like you know, can I have that one? You know, like, man, I'm, I'm wrestling with this thing, addiction to pornography, whatever the case may be, but I have you to come forward. You can just start coming forward. We're going to pray in a minute. The other, the other call is you need a miracle in your body. You say, well, you're not getting word of knowledge. The, the cross, the stripes on the back is my word of knowledge. He paid for it all. So come, if you need healing in your physical mortal body. Now when you come, you're not coming to my anointing, you're not coming to a man, you're coming to God. Yes, sir. Not that like I'm some super anointed guy, though God does dwell inside of me. God himself dwells here. It's this, it's that he loves you. You you matter to him. You really matter to him. He sees you. He knows you. And he see, he's seen your torment. He's seen... The, the, the sleepless nights, he's seen the rejection, he's seen the abuse, he's seen the things that have been taken, the stealing, the killing, and the destroying. He's seen it all. He has seen it. And I want to hold before you a man 2,000 years ago that gave everything. He gave everything so that today you can experience and know the love of God. He is not afraid to demonstrate his love for you publicly for all to see. He's not afraid of that. 
And I know we're used to there being this big thing moment. But I thank God for this moment. That it would just be Him. Yes. Just be Him. So, so Noah, as you've come, this is your way of just in faith coming to Him. And so we're going to, I'm going to speak not to you, I'm going to speak to that which afflicts you. Okay, I'm going to speak, and the, and the church around you, we love you. And I want to tell you this, you're not alone. When I look at you, and I look at you, and you, and you, some of these people I don't know, but I consider you and I, we're one. You know why? Because we have the same head. And so your breakthrough is my breakthrough. We're not, I'm not separate from you. Like when you get healed and delivered today, the body of Christ gets more healthy, more whole. And so church... We're together. These, the, the, we are members individually together of the body of Christ. This is not some show. This, these are our brothers and sisters who are suffering, who are tormented, who are whatever the case may be. And I want to tell you, it's not a matter of trying harder. It's not a matter of what hoops do I jump through. It's the love of God. Yes. Okay, so um, if you're around the pastoral and the ministry team, if you want to come lay hands... And I'm just going to pray very briefly. If you guys would just respect and honor the moment. The fire of God is here in His love. So Father, I thank You that You hear when we call to You. I thank You that You have heard our prayer. I thank You that You've heard our prayer for deliverance, for healing, for wholeness, God, over your sons and daughters this morning.